Radio Veritas, the Catholic radio station, uh, the programme Changing Gear. It's uh, nine minutes past four in the afternoon. You're on your way home or you're beginning to get quiet after a very busy day. And thank you for joining us. You're always welcome and it's lovely to be with you. Archbishop William Slattery with you. And we will talk about many things during our programme today. Share something about our own Catholic faith. And indeed, I welcome all Christian people and all people who are interested in talking about uh, the life in God, love for each other, uh, the values of the gospel, hearing about the Lord, to join us and remain with us for this short while. Uh, In the program today, yes, I will be speaking about uh, the bishop's uh, plenary uh, session that means the almost you could say the AGM where the bishops met uh, this uh, uh, day is gone by for eight days I met in Pretoria at St. John Vianney Seminary to discuss the church and to make plans uh, reflecting upon the reports coming in from all the departments and offices um, uh, one or two things uh, uh, on this uh, Saturday we will have the mandate uh, that is at the cathedral. Uh, the deaneries, some of them, well, three of them, will come in in two and, and three o'clock on uh, at two o'clock on uh, fr- February the third to the cathedral in uh, Pretoria for the mandate. I'll be there to welcome them, to thank them, because we really appreciate those people who so generous in sharing their faith and want to be uh, catechism teachers to accompany people on the journey towards Christ during this year. And a mandate is actually being sent. It's not just something we do off our own bat, although we should and can do that, but a mandate is actually the church itself is sending you out. And you go out as an apostle, as a representative of the church, to share your own uh, encounter and knowledge of Jesus Christ, his message, uh, calling people to peace, to hope, to joy, and especially young people. So, Uh, On the 3rd of February, this Saturday, at 2 in the afternoon, the mandate uh, for the uh, Southern and uh, Central Deaneries. And you'll be very welcome if you can come. Uh, Next week, you remember, uh, on the the 11th of February, uh, we will have the World Day of the Sikh, but we will speak about that uh, next week. One or two other things. Uh, Lent will be starting on Wednesday, the 14th of February, which happens to uh, coincide with Valentine's Day. So you can try and combine those in some imaginative ways. Valentine's Day and uh, indeed Ash Wednesday. And it's easy to combine them. Uh, Valentine's Day is all about love and care for each other, especially within the family situation or between people who deeply love each other other and uh, Lent is the same. Lent is uh, coming back to the Lord because we love him, because we hear his call, because he is waiting for us. Now, during the program today, yes, we will uh, look at uh, what has come out of the plenary session, what the bishops have been saying. Quite a lot of it has already been covered by the excellent coverage of Radio Veritas. They uh, participated in quite a number of the liturgies, the opening mass, uh, various speeches that were given there. And also, uh, given uh, reports have come to you about what was happening 
happening there. But let's look at it, explain a little bit about plenary sessions, where I will speak about what was a central discussion, was a pastoral plan. What on earth is a pastoral plan? Uh, how, where is it? How, is, how will it affect us? And so on. Also, we'll speak a little bit about the bicentenary. Remember, on this Sunday, the 4th of February, um, we have sent out, the bishops have sent out a program to all the parishes of the country uh, so that during your ordinary Sunday Mass, all the people may reflect together and give thanks to God for 200 years of the work of the Catholic Church throughout South Africa with gratitude for what has happened, uh, becoming sensitive to the needs and the challenges of today and then going forward in hope. So this very uh, February, on the 4th of February, uh, in the ordinary parish mass, do give thanks for the 200 years of the life of the church here in South Africa. The church first came to South Africa over 500 years ago. And of course, the church is 2,000 years old in that it goes back to Jesus. But we uh, thank God for its presence and its work in South Africa. The Lord has been with his people. The Lord is full of mercy. He's full of compassion. What joy, what hope uh, Jesus has given generation after generation of Southern African people. You know, uh, he's brought peace into so many homes. Uh, He has given joy to young people. Uh, He has challenged us to have peace and love for each other. And we give thanks for this action of the Spirit. So uh, do celebrate that. Um, I hope to send out the bishops uh, individually will send out uh, letters uh, just reminding us in a page or two about <clears throat> an outline of the history of the church in southern africa and i hope to send out that that tomorrow uh, with a reflection about how it affects our particular diocese um, so these are some of the things that we will cover today and so let us listen now to the first uh, uh, hymn we have today, which is our own South African uh, Richard Cock conducting the choir, singing the church's one foundation, because even though there are bishops and churches and people, there is a foundation, and that is the Lord himself. Welcome back. Thank you very, very much. Uh, that was the church's one foundation. Uh, Now, uh, yes, let me talk a little bit now about this plenary session of the bishops. What is it? Just to bring you on board, most of you indeed know exactly what it is, but for those who hear it for the first time, uh, a plenary session is what we call uh, a general meeting of all the bishops of Botswana, South Africa and Swaziland. Um, We meet in January every year in St. John Vianney Seminary in Pretoria, and then in uh, August we meet at Marion Hill, Matlatuzana. There are 27 dioceses in the country, and um, each of them has its own bishop, and it has its own secretariat, it has, has its own departments. But the bishops combine in certain areas. Obviously, we all have the same faith, the same worship, the same teaching, and we try to coordinate our activities. For example, in having common seminaries, in how 
trying and having, you know, common financial responsibilities in trying to coordinate that our policies are the same all over the country. And also we work together for uh, communality of liturgy, also, of course, for catechetics and so many other areas of life. We cooperate in justice and peace and uh, in the liturgy and evangelization. You know, the laity are all over the country and we try and keep a common a relationship common to all of them. Um, now, the, 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 the bishops as such, when, when you look at all the bishops together, we have a secretariat, and that's also in Swane, in Pretoria, at Kenya House. And the secretary general is Sister uh, Hermann Gild Makoro, and also then uh, assistant is Pat, Father Patrick Rakikaitse. Um, now, out of the secretariat in Pretoria, which is the secretariat for all the bishops combined, uh, they organise generally the plenary session as regards timetables and programmes, working with a board of the bishops' conference. And uh, when we come together then, uh, many departments and offices uh, will make their reports, speaking about finance, speaking about the seminary, where, we, where young priests are trained, uh, speaking about all the issues coming up under, under justice and peace, then catechetical programs, liturgical programs, uh, how we celebrate the sacraments and so on, evangelization, laity, all those sodalities belong to the Department of the Laity. We deal with welfare, with health, <coughs> of course with education and with schools. So this year we met and we had a beautiful opening mass um, Bishop Graham Rose of Dundee preached um, preached about um, the importance of truth and he made a point very strongly that in the world today as communications grow uh, and as social communications expand there's a huge uh, uh, irresponsibility uh, often in the news that is communicated. Uh, it's communicated, prejudice news, lying news, news that is set out to destroy people and also to benefit others. And he says that, uh, so it's so necessary for the church today to speak the truth, to seek the truth, to critique to look uh, seriously at what is coming out because really and truly it is the task of the church to reveal the truth which is Jesus. And when we come close to him, the truth that we will speak will be a truth uh, which will be characterized above all by charity, by mercy, by honesty, by integrity and not by lies. And uh, Father Graham then uh, challenged us to uh, abide by this in all the work that we do. Now, we were so happy to be addressed by the uh, papal representative, that is the representative of the Pope, Pope Francis, and his representative is, and you have met him on Radio Veritas, and indeed in many parts of the country, and certainly in many parts of Pretoria, Archbishop Peter Wells, who lives also in Pretoria. And so it was a great joy. He, he comes generally at the very beginning of a session, and he brings greetings and blessings from the Holy Father. 
and also he brings a message. Now, in this centenary, bicentenary year, it's a special joy to have the representative of the Pope close to us because when we look over the 200 years of our history, we find that Popes have played a significant, very significant part, as you would expect, in our life and growth. You know, remember that uh, 200 years ago, it was the Pope of that time, Pope Pius VII, um, who uh, uh, established the vicariate, if you like, of southern Africa and adjoining territories. And then some years later, Pope Gregory XVI uh, sent the first bishop uh, to come and reside in southern Africa. Uh, then, of course, we remember Pope Benedict XV, you know, at the beginning of the 20th century, uh, who uh, emphasized very strongly the importance of building up the missions, of getting missionaries to come and visit our country and bring the word of Christ. Uh, then we remember Pope Pius XI, uh, who sent the first apostolic nuncio to represent him in South Africa. We remember, of course, Pope Pius Twelfth in 1951, he was the Pope who established a hierarchy. You see, when uh, a new uh, territory uh, is being evangelized by the church, uh, we don't set up dioceses immediately. We set up areas, geographic areas generally, human areas, uh, which are called vicariates. And when they show signs of being independent, of growth, of financial and personal independence, when they have a leadership structure in place, then the Pope can lift a vicariat and declare it a diocese or archdiocese. And in 1951, after those 150 years of the church in southern Africa, uh, Pope Pius XII established a hierarchy in South Africa. Uh, of course, Pope Paul VI, blessed is, uh, is, is um, beatified, Pope Paul VI visited here. You'll remember him, people in Soweto will remember. He was the one who blessed the foundation stone of Regina Mundi, that beautiful church. And then, of course, uh, uh, St. Pope John Paul uh, visited um, uh, South Africa on a number of occasions. So, um, and of course, um, while the, the bishops are independent of each other insofar as they administer their diocese, they are all united by their link with the Holy Father and with the Pope. So it was a joy to have Archbishop Wells, who is so friendly and so, uh, so pastoral, uh, with us. Uh, in his words to us, having, you know, brought the greetings and blessings of the Holy Father and appreciation for the church and its work here in southern Africa, uh, he spoke about the role of the church, you know, as a role to heal to bring healing about, to bring healing. There's so much suffering, so much anger, so much wounds, and particularly in our own society, the church's task is to heal and to unite our people. Uh, the, Archbishop Wells says uh, the church should imbue uh, our country and our lives with a deeper meaning. That is uh, something that relates us with God to see something beyond just making money and just surviving. We're living 
living for something we are called to something greater. We are greater. We are children of God. Uh, the church in a country must work to make their country more human, work against racism. Uh, it must listen critically uh, to what is being said in the country and comment on that so that the truth is borne witness to. Uh, he spoke about, uh, let's try and offer not slogans but solutions to the situation of today. Uh, he also echoed Pope Francis's cry over the last three or four years that we should open our hearts to migrants and refugees, welcoming them, protecting them, promoting them, integrating them. So each one of us in our own little way, because that's how it happens. That's where migrants and refugees live their lives among us, on the streets beside us, uh, selling and buying, sharing our lives, sharing our churches. And the individual friendship shown to them is a sign of our faith, uh, because as the scriptures often reminded the people of Israel, you were once refugees and migrants yourself and it was the Lord who cared for you. Let us then reflect that care of, of God for his children. Uh, uh, the Apostolic Nuncio spoke that you know we must be in, in Africa, we must guard ourselves against the and the new colonialization, okay, the colonial world for all practical purposes is gone. South Africa is a free and independent country, thanks be to God. But there can be another kind of colonialization, colonialization of the mind, at the ideological colonialization, dominated by often by the Western media and Western rich governments. Um, and uh, it's uh, impregnated with a belief that everything is relative. Um, uh, it's secular. It has no space and no time for God. Very little respect for objective moral standards. Uh, for example, in the area of gender, uh, you know, they're trying to say there is absolutely no difference between men and women. And yet we must insist, insist that, you know, gender is to be understood uh, in its natural biological given. Uh, also, uh, the family is prior to all governments. The, uh, the whole, the, the, he, um, Archbishop Wells praised the youth. He says they, are, they understand and pick up faster than anybody else the signs of the times. So the church must truly listen to them. After all, not only are they the church of the future, they are the church of today. He was very impressed, as was he who said the final mass at the Mini World Youth Day in Durban. And he was very impressed by the faith shown there and, and the participation of our young people. And he invites the church now to maintain that momentum created by that beautiful event in Durban. Now, uh, we had also an address on the first day from uh, uh, the president of the conference, Archbishop Stephen Brislin of Cape Town, um, who also commented on his joy in participation at the Mini World Youth Day. And uh, he had a lot of praise for, you know, many beautiful things we see around South Africa. The church is there to work with everybody who wants to work uh, for the good and the advancement of people. But um, Archbishop Brisbane pointed out in the South Africa of today, there are worries. 
You know, he says there are allegations of massive corruption and state capture. This is a real worry for our society. Whereas the wealth of the country, is it being squandered? Is it being put into private pockets? Are poor people becoming poorer and abandoned? Money given for their advancement is disappearing. Uh, he spoke about the waste of resources uh, in the corruption of state-owned uh, state enterprises. And so many of these nearing collapse, leaving our country in a desperate state. Uh, he also spoke about economic inequality. You know, a small group of people have tremendous wealth, whereas so many people, especially the youth, over 50% of our people are living below the poverty line. And so there is a need for a new economic, uh, for, uh, it's necessary to have an economic transformation. Uh, but what model of economic transformation do we have? He uh, was very worried about populism, that is, politicians um, promoting so-called popular programs for their personal gain. He was not impressed by the offer of sudden offer of free education in university for all. He spoke about the land issue. Uh, and asked the question, he really believes that there must be uh, something serious done in this whole area to give all our people a part in a country, a country that originally belonged to the majority. But he asked, is expropriation the way? You know, have we tried, uh, you know, what the Constitution allows? And again, he spoke about um, corruption, not only in government circles, but also in corporates and in, in companies. Um, and he says, these people, both government and the people in the corporates, sit in our pews Sunday after Sunday. And is anything touching their heart about responsibility in, uh, in their supervision of goods that belong to everybody? Uh, so these were some of the issues pointed out. It was a message of hope, a message of gratitude to God, a message of challenge, and also a message of a certain sadness that uh, yet we have not reached uh, that which we wanted, uh, which we had hoped. And he, uh, Archbishop Brisbane invited us that we must support um, and build up our country and all Catholics in any kind of public position, any kind of administrative and supervision, anyone, anyone in a, 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 you know, endowed with the responsibility of caring for the body public uh, must act as a Christian with honesty. And he invited the church to enter more into dialogue with our country uh, to find um, an opening that will involve all our people. So, yes, uh, we are worried, very worried, but at the same time, let us have hope. Let us give a chance now to the new administration. We have a new ANC president. We welcome that. And uh, we'll wait and see. Um, we did not think that the ANC conference dealt very much with corruption there in December. Uh, I, we do not yet know where it has left us, but we wish um, Mr. Ramaphosa every success in his task 
and let's hope all South Africans work together, not for uh, cheap political gain or personal uh, wealth, but at the, see ourselves as service of the gifts that God, servants of the gifts that God has given us. Let us listen now to our next uh, piece of music is Kuluma, Speak Lord. This is Emilonji Cantu.